0: Hi, I'm sorry. What are you trying to do here? I don't think I've ever seen something so uninspired. What am I listening to? It's bad. Oh God, that is—it's just It's bad. 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 It's bad.
1: And now, face the critics.
0: This is a weekly podcast where I, Stuart, and Wyatt bring our works in progress to the critic. We have to do that again. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome. You're listening to Face the Critics, Critics Quarterly's most hated podcast of 2020. This shit sucks, a recent listener. Exactly what we didn't need, Rolling Stone Magazine. Face
0: the Critics, a weekly podcast where I, Stuart, and Wyatt. Bring our works in progress to
1: the critics. It's where we put our feet to the fire. I am Wyatt Bunce, and I am an actor and a painter, and that's all you get from me. <laughs> um, he is
0: so much more, as you will learn, but uh, I'm Stuart, and I am a poet and a musician and a actor as well.
1: Today, we are going to, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to welcome all of our fans. I know there's just, well, I, I lost count a long time ago, but um, welcome. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. We are yeah, going we've, to, we've, oh, I'm sorry. No, sorry. I um,
0: I just wanted to take a chance to address our fans as well uh, as mm-hmm. a co-host. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've kind of got a grassroots following um, from some some of them are more uh, alternate media that we shared in the last couple of months that's right so glad to make it official and glad
1: to have you all with us so the way face the critics works is we Stuart and i have a section where in the beginning called letters from the road and that's where we're going to update you on some things that have been going on in our lives maybe related to our creativity to this crazy uh mysterious force known as creativity and um And we'll each share some letters from the road and then we will go to the 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 main part of the show the the part where we look the critics in the eye we show them what we're doing and we get prepared for whatever kind of abuse they're gonna throw at us and we know it's gonna be nasty
0: but we're here and we're ready for it
1: yeah we stand tall to it and sometimes we'll have uh we'll have guest critics come on so usually the critics are just gonna be Stuart and me and of course all of our listeners will have fan mail uh, we'll have people writing in about what we share, and you know, it's
0: we say just the two of the, two of us, but we have, you know, we have all the inner critical voices from
1: our parents, yeah. our yeah. friends,
0: yeah, ourselves as we scream in the mirror. Yeah,
1: um, you know, criticism th- th- is programmed. Voices. You know, self criticism yeah. is programmed into us by our history. I would say intergenerational mm-hmm. criticism within embedded in our brains. Agreed. And that's something we have to face. And the only way to break free from it is to face
0: it. Mm -hmm. Stare it in the face. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here.
1: Yep. And our critics, as you know, our critics hate us. This is, as I said in the beginning, it is Critics Quarterly's most hated podcast of 2020. People don't like this show. And that's Mm. been nasty for Stuart and I. It's been really hard. But we are, it's an exercise in, I say, you know, if you imagine like the whack-a-mole game, we are the moles. We keep coming back. You mm-hmm. keep hitting us down, but we keep coming back up.
0: Speaking of coming back up, um, yeah. you know, early in the podcast here, we weren't able to really line up a sponsor, um, but not to be dissuaded, uh, I was able to work something out with my dad. Oh, and uh, I love he, that. You know, he has a little consultancy uh, called Hub Advisors. Check it out. And uh, Hub Advisors, if you're looking for any custom chemical processing. Consulting needs. Check them out. Yeah Thanks, dad Thank you
1: hub hub Wow, it's awesome to be sponsored. Do you have any custom chemical needs you wanted to share? Well, I I was just going through the chemicals that I consume the most of in my head as you were saying that I Think bleach might top the list of chemicals that I use around Mm. here I use yeah. bleach in the toilet. I use bleach sometimes in the in the washing machine. I don't know what kind of bleach connections your dad has. I mean, he's got
0: so many bleach connections. They're working on bleaches that are uh, non toxic. So, like, okay. you know, say you wanted to take the color out of your cocktail, just throw a little bleach in there. Yeah, really bringing bleach
1: even more onto the counters of America. Wow, <laughs> that's really special. Thank you to Hub, Stuart's Dad. Thank you so much. Well, Stu, should we get down to letters from the road? Should we. I'm curious what your last what your last week, your last mm. week has been. I'm such a goddamn idiot. I've been. <laughs> uh, as you'll hear, I've been. My brain has been completely. It's in it's in quarantine mode. And so sometimes I'll mm. I'll say instead of last, I'll say wast. And that's a big thing yeah. that's been coming up for me. But I'm curious yeah, to yeah. hear curious to hear about your last week
0: yeah my my last leak was (laughs) was tough i you know i don't appreciate um,
1: being i really don't appreciate being walked right now
0: what oh sorry sorry that's just my quarantine brain (laughs) oh that is Uh yeah i i why it's been i'll start it off sure i'll do letters from the road it's yeah you know we're we're starting this journey together this Uh face the critics Mm -hmm. uh podcast Mm -hmm. and you know we've been talking for a while we've been um, talking about our hopes and dreams, and just between the two of us, we've been, yeah. you know, getting our feel for each other on the phone and on a podcast together, and um, it's a hard week to start yeah. a creative exercise. You it know, it's is. been, um, it's, these are dark times. It's cool week here. We've got the pandemic in the worst place possible, especially in Los Angeles, where co-host
1: Wyatt resides where I yeah and take a and wake up in the morning and step outside and take a deep breath of pure (laughs) COVID-19 it's everywhere out here it's everywhere yeah yeah.
0: one in three Los Angeles residents have had COVID Uh. which is pretty wild um but yeah so that's kind of the context for our letters from the road or especially mine not to speak for Wyatt but uh yeah so haven't done much but survive and consume consume harry potter and news um i we are staying in a place with a great backyard and we've had a few really nice days this week where i've been able to sit outside and journal and work on a poem and just have some like quiet time Mm -hmm. which has been really nice nice um that's probably the highlight of of my week um but outside of that you know not much to report i've been trying to think about ways to take action uh with mm. all the news going on mm. um you know selfish on the selfish side i've been like trying to figure out what vaccine timelines will look like for me so i can like relax and have something to to sit on um and then on the do you fight did you, fi- you, know, did you find anything on that by the way I didn't. I actually had like a crazy day where there was a big leak in Santa Clara, Clara County up near San Jose, where someone uh, essentially texted out all the health care workers' sign-up links for the vaccine. Oh God! With with the misinformation of like they've opened them to the public for uh, you know for some the first people to sign up. Oh God! So I like got that forward to me through work and signed up for it and uh was kind of like is this real like all my alarm bells were like one this is too good to be true <laughs> two like i'm taking an old person's vaccine like what the fuck's going on right now but sure enough news article came out a couple hours later that there was a misinformation hack and uh canceled my appointment but just goes to show like how selfish i became right like <laughs> the second there was a possibility i was like fuck everyone yeah. <laughs> else i'm so exhausted I want this fucking vaccine. <laughs> Stu, the, the,
1: Sorry, grandpa. The minute um, that email came to Stu, there's actually a rec- a video recording of Stuart ripping off his shirt in the, <laughs> in his office building and saying, yeah. suck it losers. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting vaccinated. It's disturbing, but, and then yeah, um, fake coughing
0: all over everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Americanism of the last few months. Um, but yeah, so and then on the more I'm like bettering my country side of things, like uh, figuring out um, how to use my voice for this impeachment, how to send emails, do calls, um, try to just be more involved uh, on mm. this political cycle because I really have yeah. been and now kind of complicit in what's happening. So
1: I I like the impulse to take action to instead of um, letting that wave hit you.
0: Yeah. And I should be clear for so far, that's been like Googling and emailing a couple things to myself. So, Hey, Uh. that's a
1: step. (laughs) It's a step. That's a step. Um, Googling is a step. Don't let anyone tell you that Googling is not a step. That's me. What? Thank you, Stu. Um, I'm resonating with this being a tough week to start because I'm going to come clean. I feel, uh, I feel a little out of it. I feel a little... Maybe this vibe, if I could meet you guys down mm-hmm. here, down here and really create space for silence. Because I don't have a well, lot to give. I don't have a lot. I just don't have a lot to give right now, so...
0: What what would that podcast be called? The Face the Critics, but like <laughs> slow dancing with
1: critics. Warming up with the I would Maybe it's called the Critics Lounge. <laughs> Welcome Welcome to the Critics' Lounge. I just, lots of pauses to allow us to have our energy, our space. Um, So that's my impulse. My impulse is to be there right now. No, yeah, last week was one of this, one of the worst this nation has ever seen. And um, I like to think, maybe I've spoken about this with you, Stuart, that these external events like, there's something about me that's like, oh, yeah, the world is so obviously bad right now. But I feel like there's a part of me that is like, I'll just keep doing my things. I'll just keep painting. I'll just keep doing my work and keep exercising. Everything's going to be fine. But I do think the the weight of, you know, whatever's happening in the collective unconscious, you know, everyone's feeling this. And um, I certainly woke up this morning with less energy than I'm used to waking up with. Uh, And so this last week has been, you know, the self-help approach is let it, let it happen. Don't force any kind of artificial energy or it's just going to be even more sapping. So I've been trying to kind of roll with it and see like, okay, if I don't, if I take off the pressure, you know, I was working on this character reel, yeah, which I've, now got an edit that i just need to cut down now so that's something but um i was stressing myself out i was like i gotta you know every day i was like i gotta get another one in here i gotta get another one in here and it's not working and and you know i showed it to my sister and i was like does this represent my best talent and uh and she's like well i think it's missing this and and i was like no no (laughs) um (laughs) and uh i so i was getting stressed out um and that of course is antithetical to making a fun character real um so i stepped back and was like let's just take a break and uh and then i found myself a nice silver lining was i found myself sort of gravitating toward it anyway yeah um with a lighter with less pressure and i think that goes to show I think is an, just an important lesson is that if we give ourselves a break, we can naturally show up and do the things we, Oh God, I'm not feeling eloquent right now. That's if right. you take off the pressure, sometimes you show up anyway. No, I, I, I totally <laughs> hear that. Like the, what, what we
0: turn to when there's no pressure yeah, uh, is telling, right? So like you'll do the thing you're meant to be doing uh if, uh-huh. if you're able to kind of clear out your head and it's it's awesome that for you it was one and the same right it was you were stressed about this thing that's normally enjoyable for you and then once you've stepped away from the stress stress approach you came back to that same exact thing um, yeah
1: which is kind of cool it's been just a heavy week and and it really does feel like in la when you go outside you're like it's everywhere it's mm-hmm. um it's everywhere and Yeah, you you can just feel it's amazing. I I do think it's amazing how these things, these events in the world really affect everyone, at least on an unconscious level. Like, it's in the air. It's really in the atmosphere and the texture of reality. (laughs) Uh, So that's something interesting to contend with. And if the work I'm doing is sometimes comedic, you know, the... I guess your, your mood is not always going to reflect. My mood does not always reflect the work that I do. And sometimes that feels wrong and it feels like a betrayal of the self. Um, yeah. And that's an interesting thing I've been facing too. It's something that's been hard for me is, um,
0: even like in the brutality of COVID and, in the day-to-day struggle, it sucks that it's not shared, right? It sucks that it's, it's, this thing that could actually potentially be very unifying has just been incredibly divisive yeah in in the u.s especially Um, yeah where there's really not the there, like there's really not this we're in it together feeling yeah um there is in the bay i will say it does feel a little better when when i got back here just like
1: yeah you know okay a bit of a brag but yeah yeah We're just better people up here better
0: people up here no um but it sucks it's it's just it's it makes it all that more brutal where um you can feel alone at the same time you can still very alone, yeah, in this pandemic that's affecting everyone
1: so, yeah so it's like, unlike us, we have our common enemy is the critic, mm-hmm. and we are able to unite over that and um stand at arms together, yeah always uh-huh, well speaking of which. I, I. Is it time to face the critics?
0: Freeze. Freeze.
1: I want to breathe like fire, like lion's <laughs> breath. <laughs> <laughs> ah! face <are> the critics Ah! <laughs> <Wow. laughs> <laughs> It's face the critics. <laughs> it's time to face the critics. <gasps> <gasps> oh no! Help me, <laughs> Ooh, Mamacita. It's time to face the critics. Let's face them. I suppose I got to go first because I you yeah. went first for Letters from the Road, so I'm gonna face the critics fair. here. Okay. I so I mentioned I've been working on this character reel. Which has required yes. me to go through, you know, the last year when I've been sort of playing around with characters, and uh, the one I was working on today was um, this professor, who um, I think you've seen before, Stu. Professor is yes. kind of a blase, you know, he's totally unamused by what he's saying, <laughs> um, and he's speaking in kind of very jargony terminology, and uh, but <laughs> is also. I don't know also speaking nonsense total nonsense um so i'm gonna give you a peek of it uh and see see how this translates and um i'm, I'm still yeah. working on it of course the critics are gonna
0: i feel like this is one of your first characters that yeah really had
1: shape yeah you're if I think right back you're right it was actually interesting to try and revisit it because sometimes you know a character i mean the best Times are when you're like find yourself doing it in the shower or whatever, and you're like, oh. So we imagine he's mid lecture here, and uh, okay. He goes, well, uh, <clears throat> well, it's uh, it's literature with a capital L, isn't it? It breaks down the walls of hyperintellectualized academic discourse and, and and burrows a tunnel to the unconscious where purified images uh, exist in caverns, essentially exist in caverns with other. Uh, demons of the mind and scary spirits and now this is a collective psyche unit uh, which the novel uh, JK Rowling Sorcerer's Stone Philosopher's Stone addresses and uh, What it does is it shamanizes uh, The the reader shamanizes the reader and It's such that the reader can find a Peaceful place of in uh, inhabitants in this cavern among the demons, and 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 that's what the book provides, and ultimately uh, uh, serves as a harbinger and a for uh, foreshadowing force uh, of a collective psyche unit. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> oh, that's uh it's good. My, my knee jerk reaction to it was was something new not as we knew but maybe something that i i realized was something i loved about this character um was those subtle juxtaposition the juxtaposition sometimes of a very childish word you know where he's like he uses all this jargon and these big words and then at one point he was like scare these scary stories (laughs) yeah (laughs) or just like the 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 play to like really sometimes he he just for whatever reason goes to the lowest of the low like it's yeah. all these like confusing complex you know aimless thoughts and then yeah. he like brings it home with like a very very uh trivial thing i thought that was very funny um and yeah he's ah, he really is such a great he's such a great character i love how much time uh you spend in the like the obama vocal fry but like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> that that's really effective and i feel like you know you could also play with that too
1: yeah cool that's good to hear awfully nice critic today yeah i was kind of trying to do that with um you know it turns out the book he's talking about is harry potter The <laughs> <laughs> um, this like deep intense literary analysis yeah so just playing around with that
0: yeah, I think I think um specifically to the Harry Potter thing. Obviously, I'm a a young flourishing Harry Potter fan. Okay. Um flourishing probably wasn't the right word there, but essentially I I think there's so much room for like actually showcasing Harry Potter knowledge in this.
1: Ah, where, yeah. Like, it could be like Ah, yeah, uh, that's a great great note.
0: Um it's such you you know, it's such commonly known stuff that you can really play off people's knowledge share
1: Hagrid is a a very large and fun man who uh, has lots of toys and animals to play with and uh, that makes him as we know a figure a pariah in the literary sphere um, exactly
0: (laughs) and like also like using the the listener's knowledge to like trust that they'll be like confused when he just like totally misses a take be like here like in this scene hagrid is clearly the villain the way he's abusing his animals and you know like as the as the author wants us to know like hagrid is a terrible person here and he's being selfish or i'm terrible at this but essentially like yeah so a take that's so awful that um yeah (laughs) that everyone would would
1: raise their eyebrow at it yeah (laughs) That's a really good. I, I love that. I love that. Well, thanks for the, um, yeah, the very gentle, gentle critic, today. I appreciate that. I need that. And um, oh my god, actually, I forgot to tell you. I have a story about a real critic of mine. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I was doing the uh, fake. So I, for all the listeners, I do this fake character. Painting my painter character, who claims to uh, have these nasty critics after him all the time. Um, I do this on Instagram, and one of my friends played the critic, and we were having this fake back and forth where he was criticizing my paintings and and being really nasty about it. And um, one of his fault, well, I actually got messages from two of his followers who thought it was real. One of them, one of them said. Truth be told, I recommended that you focus on the art because your work is thin and weak. It needs deeper concentration and refinement. You are quickly becoming a gimmick painter, cheap and weak. (laughs) When I say focus on the art, it is because you are not an artist yet. You are a decorator still. If you were an authentic, sovereign artist, you would not engage in this fet you are in now. You are simply a critic today, and you risk remaining one for the duration of your career.
0: Oh my
1: god. That is a real message I received, folks. And uh, Holy shit. So I just responded, said the critic, because <laughs> uh, it's hilarious that he's accusing me of being a critic uh, uh, while so he's feeding layers. me criticism. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then another DM'd me saying, uh, shut the fuck up. You are, are, he's way more handsome than you. You're jealous, and you need to stop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: So I got some real critics on my tail now.
0: Okay, Stu. All right. Um, This week, I have a poem. Um, It's a poem that I've been working on for, well, I shouldn't say, because it may be very bad, but I've been working on it for, like, two weeks. uh, Awesome. With, like, only really a couple... Focused sessions of work, but I kind of grew out. Uh, I was home over the holidays, spending a lot of time with my parents and journaling in the morning. I had a lot of free time and privacy, so I was having some longer journaling sessions. And I mm-hmm. uh, played a lot of golf with my dad, and kind of kept coming away from it feeling like I hadn't had a meaningful conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, started in the mornings, you know. Uh, writing out things that I wanted to talk about with my dad while we were playing golf that day or Mm -hmm. walking to play golf or something. So, uh, I had a little recurring section, which was topics to discuss while golfing with dad. (laughs) And I kind of turned it into a poem over time. I like, um, yeah. So this poem is called topics to discuss while golfing with dad. Um, Dad's kind of the theme today. You know, big part of getting his sponsorship was obviously writing a poem about him. Okay, so here we go. Dad's getting old. I don't know what to say. He's aware, clearly. Let's just start playing. Us two out here, why sabotage this day? Well, that's life, I can clearly hear him saying. His wit's still sharp. His swing still pure. This game is a distraction. Pace of play, he mutters as we sit in the cart. He's driving, which wasn't discussed, and that relaxed me. Are you happy, Pops? I almost blurt. His strut off the last green already answered. Connection as strong as we've ever known it. My underloved elder passing down softened expectations as a way out. A well-struck ball, a pat on the back. My dad brings up his health on the ninth tee. I'm still the coward here. He is working, he breathes, on broaching his mortality. He leads. I latch. Our brown eyes, not blinking. I am safe, weak, young, sick. The day's not done. Just bask, recall. You are your father's son.
1: Wow! Oh my God! Chills. Um, I really loved the movement of that poem. I loved that it started somewhere, and I thought I knew what it was. I thought I knew what the poem was in the be- after the first several lines. And then yeah. it, it had a movement to it. I, I would say it started out with kind of a, for some reason, this was it the Saturday Evening Post, like the Norman Rockwell, you know, illustration. I, I, I was like, oh, yeah. this could go. I feel like it has a similar vibe. It had like an almost Rockwellian <laughs> <laughs> uh, lightness and, and joy to it and familial joy. And then yep. the movement uh, on the ninth tee, um, I loved the the image of the eyes, and the health, and it, it just it felt like it got um, heavier and more raw, right yeah. there. I, I thought that was really effective because I didn't expect it. Uh, I didn't expect the turn. It was like you, it's like you um, kind of you gently took our hands, <laughs> and then you squeezed it, our hands tighter, and then let go with with grace. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. Wei. Yeah, I love that. I am my father's I- son.
0: I um yeah, I kind of I wanted it to be a full uh I started like trying to write it as a sonnet. Yeah. Um cuz I've been reading a lot of sonnets and just kind of obsessed with their lyri- kind of their lyrical read and to be honest, I like started it and it just felt like too light mm. uh with the rhyme and the mm. iambic pentameter. Mm. Um But, yeah, I kind of, like, tried to use those, like, two little short lines as, like, a a jump out. So, like, his wit's still sharp, his swing's still pure. And then I kind of, like, go into this, like, scene almost where this game is a distraction. Pace of play, he mutters, are you happy, Pops? I almost blurt. And... um. I kind of wanted the main line of the poem to be the last one of that stand. You can't see what I'm looking at obviously, so it's not very clear, but the like my underloved elder passing down softened expectations as a way out. Mm. Um was like the theme that I kept feeling while I was at home, so I kind of wanted that to be the like the climax and then there's kind of like a it's more raw at the end, but it still like goes back to like a safer place. Mm. Um Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to play with form. Kind of a recurring theme in my poems. So
1: I really like that um structure of of safe, safe, less safe, less safe, deeper than back to safe and uh Yeah. Yeah, it kinda reminds me of um David Lynch used to write at uh Bob's big boy burger. And he said he loved he he used to go there order a milkshake and a cup of coffee and he would just dream imagine and mm-hmm. uh he said he loved going there to do that because he felt like it was a safe place for him to go to very dark places Um uh, oh, interesting so he he was like he could go into these really dark places and then come back and just be in bob's big boy burger you know mm-hmm. and i thought that was really that's interesting related i mean the, yeah I just really thought that was cool
0: um yeah it's like a honestly like a anchor of sorts where you're yeah. like, or like a tie line yeah as you kind of jump into this cavern mm-hmm.
1: um, exactly
0: yeah
1: wow well so you that, that's
0: you're welcome thanks for being the critic yeah I've, i have it's been a couple of months or a couple it's been almost a month since i finished a poem so um yeah I'm congrats
1: well that was face the critics
0: um Wyatt, I wanted to pitch you in real time here on a, okay. a kind of closeout idea, okay, um, which is uh, it just, you know, in the context of the new year is one thing, in the context of our new podcast is another, but kind of using the end of the podcast as a moment to set intentions. Ooh, um, yeah. Oh, I love that. Maybe this week we can kind of talk about more high level, what our intentions of... And they may not be well-formed, but what are intentions of the Face the Critics podcast Oh, are yeah. for our listeners.
1: I, my intention is to um, bring some regularity to sharing it and um, get, get this in front of people. And I think for myself to bring honesty, you know, one thing I struggle with, I think, is sometimes I feel good and I feel like, oh, I'm on. I'm on right now, and I'm mm. saying interesting things, and then sometimes like today, I think just feeling low from the world uh, mm. I'm like, oh i'm not I'm not interesting <laughs> because <laughs> I'm low. and I think to be honest about that and and just yeah. let it be human. let mm-hmm. myself be human for all my lows and whatever. and um, when I'm electric, <laughs> strap on your seatbelts because <laughs> it's gonna be fun, but it's not always there, unfortunately, just most of the time. Most of the time. You guys but thought
0: this was good. Wait till you see Wyatt when he's not in quarantine brain. Yeah. It's going to blow <laughs> your mind.
1: Wait till you hear me when I'm not blasé. Uh, <laughs> wait till you hear me till I shed this malaise. So yeah, that that, that is just to show up and be honest and, and to be, I, I guess, easier on myself um, when I'm not feeling electric. And then, yeah, so for the podcast, share it. That's an intention and yeah. have i guess to kind of get it on some wheels so that that it feels like we don't we we don't have to keep pushing this wheel up the the hill you know that it's mm. moving and it's a thing and it's um that's true uh it's something we do every whatever blah blah we advertise yeah. it every blah 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 yeah so yeah i think those are mine how about you
0: um love those um yeah my intention for the podcast i would say is very similar, especially to what you were talking about at the end there, the, the kind of pushing, I think it's actually really a testament to like, we've been working on this thing, just the two of us, you know, getting, holding each other accountable, getting on calls. Yeah. Um, and it really hasn't been to an end. There's been no clear reward for us. Um, yeah. It's just been kind of chat time, which I've obviously really cherished and loved, but I think uh, it's ready to get out there and, yeah. and yeah, I think it'll be a great, proxy for a lot of my fears as a creative person in general, right? Like mm. work work on something, work on something, work on something, don't get it out mm-hmm. there ever. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like this podcast will be a really great exercise in, in unlocking that for me as an individual as well. So critics eye from a like podcast perspective, like analyzing like thinking about what works and what doesn't and continuing to like mold this thing. And not just uh, checking a box every
1: week, but yeah, you know, its own project, putting energy into it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. I think that's something we can check in on with each other. Beautiful. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thanks, Hub Advisors, for the sponsorship. Stuart's dad, for the sponsor. Well, this has been our first public episode of face the critics I'm Wyatt Bunce I'm Stuart Upville Brown thank you so much for listening see you next week